Think of a situation in which you have advanced 10 levels. This could be in your business if you're advanced already. It could be in a sport or a hobby that you've pursued. It could be in your craft. If you're a hairstylist or a photographer, a florist, a coach, a chef, the advancement you've made in your skills, your approach, your speed, and your confidence. Whatever it is, imagine someone back at level one where you once were coming to you and just fretting, right? Just talking out loud about what they're struggling with. Notice what is the biggest difference between your thoughts at level one and at level 10. In general, it's the amount of time we spend overthinking, overanalyzing, hesitating, worrying, undermining, instead of just doing. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. Welcome back to Sincerely Future You. I'm your host, Jess McKinley Wayno, and I am so excited that you're tuning in today because this is an important one, you guys. In this episode, I'm about to unleash some game-changing insights on time mastery because let's face it, time management is an ongoing challenge in most of our business and personal lives. There is no perfect, it's a practice. So we're always looking for that slight edge and hey, I'm here to give it to you. Get ready for a brain hack that's going to transform your approach to productivity. Whether you're a time management pro or you're a client or you're just starting out and you've never heard an episode of this show, you're in for a treat because this episode is packed with fresh strategies to elevate your game. By the end, you are going to be armed to crush your goals and enjoy a stress-free, fulfilling week that turns into a fulfilling month, that turns into a fulfilling life. Let's dive in. But before we do, we got to do our shout out of the week. This week's shout out is going out to my client, Jade. She just posted in our Masterful CEO School private group, a screenshot that said, hey, Jade, I'm ready to start working with you. It's a big financial and personal commitment, but I'm ready and I'm excited to get started. Like I said, Jade's in the Masterful CEO School, and after three weeks into the September class, into this round, she's been applying and sitting with the discomfort, showing up after hearing her longest streak of no's on consult, and she posted this yes from a new client saying, it's working with all the crying emojis. You guys, failure is a part of the success process, and much to most people's dismay, I'm not here to teach you how to avoid it. On the contrary, we amplify failure in the CEO school. We put you right back in the fire where you are exposing yourself to more of it. It feels extremely uncomfortable. And for those of you who kind of are at a more beginner level and you aspire to come in and be in an advanced room like this where you think, oh, okay, once I'm there or once I'm out of there or once I go through a round of coaching, then I'll be cured and suddenly I'll just feel rainbows and sunshine and all the things all the time. No, <laughs> the advanced level just means you're actually going through failure faster. You're exposing yourself to it more often and maybe you have more neutral thoughts about it 
But sometimes not always. Sometimes it just still feels like shit and we just go through it quicker because we understand, just as Jade shared, that after taking some time to focus fully on her personal life, she was experiencing a lot of doubt and fear and a long dry spell in clients. So we set a consult goal for her when she came in and off the bat, she was attracting the consults, right? But then she would get off a call and hear no. Can you guys relate to this? Have you ever taken time off from a business activity or from your business altogether and then feel so anxious when you get back into it? Every potential client holds so much weight. That is when it's so important to have a coach. We shifted her brain to the learning, the evaluating, and back to attracting. We celebrated the four consults in one week. Four consults in one week. Regardless of them being no's, people were actually more interested than ever. And she noticed when she got out of the shame and when she wasn't distracted by that emotion, like thinking that it shouldn't be there, that she really was just getting better and better each time. There isn't a successful person that gets to skip this part, right? It's not all about getting all the yeses. It's about doing two things. Number one, continuing to show up and take massive action. And number two, deepen your belief in your offer even when you're hearing no. It is not easy work, but it always pays off. Way to fucking go, Jade. Way to dig into the hard work. And remember, it's not over until you win. Now that we're hyped up from that, I'm hyped up just from like reliving this with Jade, but it's time for our hype sesh. Before we get into the topic, we got to get into our bodies. We got to remind ourselves that this is exciting work that we're doing. This is a privilege that we get to be entrepreneurs, that we get to run the show, that we get to have the impact. We get to work on all of these things. We get to. I was watching this movie, Big Hero 6, with my son. I don't know if you've seen it. But essentially, there's a pair of genius young brothers, right? Like, obviously, they're, they don't have parents and they live with their aunt because that's how Disney does things. And the younger one, in typical smarty pants fashion, just thinks he knows everything, which we know is a route to ignorance. But instead of going to university, he wants to put his engineering skills and like know-how into bot fighting on the dark market, right? Classic Disney movie. I don't know. <laughs> and the older, wiser brother brings him by his robotics lab. He pulls that classic, like, oh, just got to pick something up. And they run into his professor. And the professor has the most epic reverse psychology speech boiled down in like five sentences. Essentially, he says, bot fighting must be so easy for you with my technology and your brains. If you like things easy, then this robotics program is definitely not for you. Oh, no, you didn't, Professor Callahan. I was like, damn, I got to try that with my son because I know he's like the rebellious type. I got to remember this when he's trying to be sassy, that sometimes you just have to flip the way we're thinking about it. This hype sesh is for you if you're struggling with a part of your business that feels hard right now. Maybe you can't figure out email marketing or you struggle with staff turnover or you took an hour to make a damn reel or a Canva graphic that only 142 people viewed. Okay, so what? Think of your journey as an entrepreneur as being accepted to the top robotics lab in the world. Doing hard things, it's a privilege. It's supposed to be hard. Why? 
In order to master some parts of the business machine you're building, you may have to do hundreds of experiments. You may have to get tedious. You may have to fail hundreds of times before you succeed. Some of what you're doing, you can learn about from experts. You can hire them. You can study them for sure. But most of what we do as entrepreneurs, it's cutting edge. It's about trying something that no one's ever done before, not quite like you. It's about living into the future of your business, asking what's different there, and then saying, okay, email funnel take one over and over and over again until you sell out. I don't say this to scare you. It's actually so you can relax, relax into the hard, knowing that nothing's gone wrong. It's not you. It's not your client. It's not your offer. You just have to tweak a variable and go again. So like Professor Callahan said, if you like things easy, entrepreneurship is probably not for you. But if you're willing to experience the privilege of collecting failed experiments and doing the hard things, you will eventually win. All right, you hype? Let's go. Today, we are talking about the type of busy that you are. Are you busy overthinking or are you busy experimenting? If time mastery is something that's always eluded you, if you're someone who's like, oh, I really wish I could be less scatterbrained or be more productive within my week, or maybe you're someone who really just struggles to be in one place at a time. When you're working, you wish you could be working, but you're always thinking about your your family or your social life. And when you're with your kids, you're thinking about your business and you're feeling guilty about that. I am going to solve all of your problems in five days. October 23rd to October 27th, we are going to be doing a time mastery bootcamp where you're going to come and all together in five days, we are going to expose all of your thoughts about time that are causing you to make decisions slowly, to undermine yourself, to continue to multitask, to not go after the bigger things, to only tackle things that have outside accountability and not the things that really, really matter to you to move your mission and your dream life forward. And we're going to get tactical. I'm going to be sharing with you the things that I teach only inside the Masterful CEO School. We're going to do a condensed, simple version where you can take this process, you can take this experience and change the way you approach time forever. I cannot wait to do this together. This is going to be $1.99. You join, it's a one-time deal. Come and really shake things up. See where even if you just take one of the tools, I promise you, you're going to see impact within a week of these tools. All right, I will see you there time for another Time Mastery episode, loves. And this one is a light switch, aha, OMG, brain hack of an episode. Think of a situation in which you have advanced 10 levels. This could be in your business if you're advanced already. It could be in a sport or a hobby that you've pursued. If you started young and got all the way to the high school, college, or professional level, it could be in your craft. If you're a hairstylist or a photographer, a florist, a coach, a chef, the advancement you've made in your skills, your approach, your speed, and your confidence, whatever it is, imagine someone back at level one where you once were, or even 
your level one self coming to you and just fretting, right? Just talking out loud about what they're struggling with. Try and notice what is the biggest difference between your thoughts at level one and at level 10. We often want to focus on the results. Yes, you get better results at level 10, more wins, bigger wins, but results are just the symptoms of what you're doing and what you're focusing on in your brain. No, the most problematic difference between level one and level 10 is the amount of time we spend thinking small, thinking about the things that are right in front of us instead of what we're trying to create. Stressing over something that is just a part of the process, but we're making it mean something about us or about our business. In general, it's the amount of time we spend overthinking, overanalyzing, hesitating, worrying, undermining, instead of just doing. Back when I was a fitness coach, my coach bought me a sweater that said in big glittery letters, too obsessed to be stressed. We were hella cute. At the time, it was about my the obsession that I had, we had with our fitness goals, right? It was about surrendering to the process, going all in and stopping stressing about if, when, and why I can't commit to my fitness goals. Basically, it was another way of saying what Nike so eloquently says, just do it. Stop lying in bed thinking about doing it. The sweater got tucked away in the bottom of a drawer. I moved a couple of times and I actually haven't worn it for years until just last week. And I saw it and suddenly the phrase just immediately made me think of my clients and in business. So I'm going to give you the five steps to getting out of this common time suck of overthinking. And I'll give you a bonus one as well, just for fun. Number one Lose yourself in the consistency, the tedium, the like every day of doing it. One of my OG mentors, uh, Jack Canfield, always said 100% is a breeze, 99% is a bitch. And at first I remembered being like, "Mm, I don't know, I feel like 80% sounds nice, nicer than 100% all the time. Like what? But I really agree now. And it's not because of the amount of doing. The doing is actually the easiest part. Why is 99% harder than 100? It's because if you aim for 99%, you have to think. You have to say, when am I going to take my 1% of rest, right? If you have, if you're going to work out six days instead of seven, you have to decide, is today going to be my rest day or tomorrow? It can always push it off. And the amount of mental energy that it takes to think about what you're going to do is actually more challenging and difficult and time-consuming than just doing it consistently, right? Now, this won't apply to everything that you're doing, but where you can, one strategy is to create all-in habits, to create things that you're just doing daily. And right, 100% can mean Monday through Friday if that's the type of schedule or habit that you're building, you want to do something within your business during your working hours, that still counts as 100%, right? Don't be so literal. (laughs) I feel like I'm always telling my husband that like, okay, you know what I mean, right? Don't use this tool against you. Don't be so literal here. 100% in so that you just, you know the boundary and you don't have to think about it, right? Okay. Now, 
Number two is to create a massive game plan that leaves no room for undermining or overthinking. In my advanced coaching room, the Masterful CEO School, we create elaborate monthly plans. There's four mini goals. There's thought plans for each of them, feelings plans, action plans. We work hard making as many decisions in advance as possible. It's actually, everyone always says it's the hardest part of the month. We do it in the last week of the month to set up our next month. And it's when we are required to do the most thinking. But then we set it, we set up our month, we decide our focus, and we put blinders onto the rest. The plan is comprehensive AF. There's so much to focus on there, even with all of the things we're tabling. There's no room for us to be overthinking and undermining, for us to be checking all of the insights and the clicks obsessively, for putting too much pressure on one client to be the client that helps you hit your goals, right? We're out there taking massive action, right? We are, of course, we're helping people, we're impacting people, we're asking how we can show up in service, and then we're continuing to focus on the rest of our plan and focusing on who you can see if you're doing that, just what's in front of you instead of shifting to create more eyeballs when that's a part of your plan, it's going to throw you off. You want to be focused on an extensive plan because if you do not have one, if you're just like, okay, sell more this month, it's going to happen is you're going to have a sales call and then you're going to be so focused in on that. You're not clear with what else needs to get done. You're you're going to let your brain fill up all of your time. And I'm telling you, what I'm not saying with a massive game plan, I'm not just saying overwork or hustle. If you're new to this podcast, I believe in scheduling your entire your entirety of your life, not just scheduling your just your work and your it, you should be thinking about time as a reflection of your core values, right? So when I'm looking at my calendar, I know that I can take time off because I've planned all of my time off. I've planned and I've decided, you know, how many playdates I'm going to be organizing for my kid. And when I do that, I can kind of relax into the tedium, into the hard work because I believe when I look at my plan, if you go back, actually, there's an episode that I did um, saying, is this, is your plan boardroom certified? I want you to just think about it. Like if you make a plan and you're wondering, okay, is this, is this massive enough or not? I'd be like, would you feel confident presenting this as a plan to say, hey, boardroom, these are the, the goals that we're shooting to hit this month. And this is our plan to get there. Would they be like, mm, this is a pretty weak plan? Or would they be like, I think, yeah, if you execute on all of this, it makes sense. Like you're attacking it by air landing sea, for sure you're going to get there, right? And so use that filter to just check in to see, do I have a great massive game plan or am I leading, leaving tons of room for overthinking? I, I watched that level one version of myself used to make every console be such a big deal because I would have a consult and then I would I would focus in on that person. I would stop. I would wait. I would look and I'd be like, did they buy yet? 
Did they follow? Did they read my email? Did they not? Instead, now I'm like, oh my gosh, great. Here is the link to buy. And then I am onward helping other people, delivering other value. I'm executing the other parts of my plan. And then that energy really allows you to show people that like, it's not about me. It's not about my goal. I sincerely hope that you do this. And I believe that, you know, my product or service is going to help you out. But I'm also not attached to you buying and I'm not obsessively waiting for you to buy because I know that I'm just going to get out there and make sure everyone that needs to hear about this is hearing about this. Yes. Okay. And number three is to set a test window. So this is your opportunity to put your scientist hat on, you guys. Experiment, experiment, experiment during this window. And what I mean by a window is decide on a period of time that you are going to be executing this plan and set one rule. There is absolutely no reevaluating, changing the plan, or thinking until after the plan is executed. I like to work in 30-day windows. That's the one I recommend for both beginner and advanced levels. I think that it's a good test window for you to break down your goals into, for you to give yourself time to like really sink into it, but also to be giving yourself milestones to celebrate, to reflect, to decide whether this is something you want to continue with the next month, etc. But depending on what you're testing, create that deadline for the action. Create the time frame where you are going to test. Like I would say, right, in Big Hero 6, there's another scene. Where I don't know why this movie is just on the brain. It's so relevant. Maybe because they're scientists and that's the way I think about approaching business. But like he creates this little robotic nurse like puffball thing. He's so cute. And there's a scene where he's like, experiment number 438 and you see this amazing thing that he's created in this robotics lab and you just think oh this guy's so smart he just had this idea and he just came up with it and then you see the work and you're like oh my god the audacity that this guy had to believe that this was gonna work when he was hundreds of experiments in and it still wasn't working why? Because he had set a test window for himself. That's how scientists work. We say, okay, I'm going to give myself this full year sometimes to experiment on one thing, sometimes three years, sometimes four years. We're going to experiment. We're going to test. We're going to run test gr groups, focus groups. We're going to research. We're going to do the data. We're going to do it four times, and then we're going to see what we have, and then we're going to present it, right? It is massive game plan. So decide the test window and then during that time, be in it to collect the failures, okay? Number four, come on, you guys. You know we're not gonna get away from scheduling. Scheduling is always a part of my plan, a part of my strategy for you. And for those of you who have dug your feet in that scheduling has never worked for you, I empathize because truthfully, scheduling didn't work for me until it did, right? That's kind of how things always work. That's why I did decide finally to host a Rewire Your Time boot camp. If you have not heard about this, on October 23rd to the 27th, we are having an intensive mini 
time boot camp where I'm going to be teaching you the scheduling strategies. This is going to literally change the way you think about time. So sign up ASAP. The link is in my Instagram bio at Jess McKinley Wayno, or you can um, check it out in the show notes. But I wanted to do that because I want you guys to bring me all of the drama about scheduling. Let's get specific with me because I'm going to myth bust your obstacles one by one, and we're going to combat them with time management strategies. Because scheduling, one of the main reasons why you schedule, especially in this example of overthinking, is so that you don't have to think. When you've scheduled your day in advance, even when something came up, like today, you guys, my son's school called me at 1245 and I'm like, why are they calling me? Like, hello? They're like, everything's okay. Your son just didn't like his lunch. So he's wondering if you can bring him a different lunch. My son's six, you guys. I was like, what? No. Why are you calling me? No. And so anyway, the whole point though is that there are interruptions sometimes in our day that we decide to prioritize or reprioritize. It's not a problem. You can still schedule. We just get to not have to think the thought, oh my gosh, this is ruining my whole day. This is throwing it off. This wasn't planned. I just look at my schedule and I think, do I have 10 minutes to bring my son something? Is that something I want to do? What would change about my schedule right now? I look at it. I see the Tetris piece. I either flip it or I leave it the same. That's it. It's like just, it's so much more painless and less thinking, which saves you time. Okay. So number five is shock therapy your brain with belief brainwashing. Ooh, that was kind of a tongue twister, but belief brainwashing. Okay. So inside of the test window, the only thinking allowed is your thought and feeling plan. Now, obviously you guys, I'm not saying like you can't think about anything else. What I'm saying is if you're in the process of working towards a goal, which in entrepreneurship, we usually are, we're working towards something, we're we're testing something out, we're doing something that we're not really sure the results we're going to create from it. That's the magic of what we're doing. When you're inside that type of a test window, you want to decide what you are going to be thinking. Yep, we decide in advance, even not just our action plan, but what thoughts to focus on. Some people rewrite these thoughts daily. Some people voice memo their beliefs uh, required to show up to the plan and listen to it daily. I'm actually just trying that this month because one of my clients said she did that. And I was like, oh, interesting. I'm going to try it. And I, I, I like it so far. Some just get coaching and redirect when they notice their brain bombarding them with limiting beliefs, worries, or unuseful thoughts. Whatever it is, I think that it's really important for you to be aware of what thoughts are going to help you show up to that plan because the human nature is to be distracted by life, to be thrown off to compare and despair every once in a while to see, oh my gosh, it's World Mental Health Day. Maybe I should throw up a post about that, even though that wasn't a part of my plan because I didn't know it was World Mental Health Day and be like, oh, should I, should I not, right? You get to refocus your brain and be like, okay, just really quickly, is this thought serving me? Is this belief serving me? 
do I want to just stop thinking and just take action really quickly, like get really neutral with it, look at my schedule and be like, oh yeah, cool. I have time to add that in. I'm going to add that in for 10 minutes and then push this over. But watch out for your brain practicing beliefs or like focusing on thoughts that just aren't helpful. I had a call with the splash pad today and one of the girls was like at a vendor fair and she was like, yeah, you know, like my thought is no one is really here to buy my type of product. And I was like, well, that's a problem thought that's not going to help you in your action to sell, right? And to to sell out, it's just not a helpful or useful thought. So when we're aware of it, when you've decided, okay, one of the thoughts I need to be thinking in order to not waste my own time at this vendor fair is there's always an opportunity to buy what I'm selling. There's always someone looking for what I'm I'm selling. That's a useful thought. And then you just redirect, redirect. Now, your bonus step is to, of course, marry all of these actions with a focus on the future. Yep, future you is always a part of that strategy on this show. That's why it's called Sincerely Future You. And I'm going to share a personal example because I'm right now doing something really hard. So I'm testing something in my personal life with my son. We are both have committed to this new program called Brain Balance, where we are trying to strengthen the the hemisphere of our brain that is a little bit weaker than the other, than our strong hemisphere of our brain, right? We all have one. And we're doing it kind of intensely for for my son and I'm doing it alongside him, but it is rigorous work. Listen, I have a plan. It's massive. I know what I'm doing. There's no loopholes. I know I've decided on the schedule and the routine. I've gotten everyone on board. All of the things that I said in steps one through five, check, check, check. But now I'm in it and it's hard and I'm having thoughts and feelings <laughs> and I want to bail and I want to just like curl up and I want to avoid it. And I just want to watch like the bachelor golden years. It's just so darling. I want to just do that instead of doing these exercises at night with my son. The thing keeping me in it is future me and future Calvin. We are just so much less impulsive, so much less worked up by little things. I am doing this for his future, okay? And when you are obsessed, you're too obsessed to be stressed, right? When you are obsessed with your future self, when you're obsessed with what you know is eventually going to be, There is no undermining. There's no overthinking. There's no room for it just because it's not the place where your brain is focused. Repeat after me. I am too obsessed to be stressed. Be obsessed with your future self. Love yourself all the way there. Believing there is no alternative. You're going to be her however long it takes. The failures you're collecting, there's no overthinking your way out of them. The only way out is through, baby. So follow this episode, use it to set up your week or your month. And as always, if you want to do this together, if you want to guarantee your results, get in one of the following three places. You want biz basics, get in the splash pad. You want advanced business mastery, 
get inside the Masterful CEO School. And if you want time mastery, if this episode was your jam, make sure you get in to the Rewire Your Time Bootcamp that is coming up October 23rd to the 27th. You can find all of them in the link in my Instagram bio. My handle is Jess McKinley Wayno. That's J-E-S-S McKinley, M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y, Wayno, U-Y-E-N-O. Or in the podcast show notes, you can also find them there. So if you love this episode, if you're binging this show, like I know a couple of you guys DM me be like, I'm binging the show. I love it. It's my go-to. Show me the love. Go leave a review or share this with a girlfriend. Like right now, tag me so I know that you're listening. Because entrepreneurship, it doesn't have to be a solo ship. Let's do this together. I want to support you. I want to serve you. I want to know what you're working on. And I want you to have the most amazing weekend, darling CEOs. We'll chat with you next week.